Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The best laid plans of mice, men, and sports prognosticators. This was supposed to be a high-scoring game. There's no way that both teams were not going to end up in the 30s at Raymond James Stadium. Right? No way. He had... Pretty effective offenses. The Patriots really effective. Bucks not so much, but close. And then you had defenses that were questionable, right? Questionable. And how did that work out? How did that work out? Well, the Patriots escape with a five-point win in Tampa, so they're three and two, and an offense that had been just gouging the eyes out of opponents. They had been averaging. 456 yards the first four games, uh, just complete domination. But through three quarters against the Bucks defense, that was not the case. That was not the case. Uh, you know, they, they were allowing just a ridiculous amount 
of yards. Now, Tampa ended up getting – see, this is where it's kind of misleading because Tampa ended up with 409 yards. And a lot of that in the fourth quarter when they were you know, desperately trying to play catch-up. But for three quarters, nada, nada at all. And so we did not get the track meet. It was a medley also of incomplete passes. Uh, you had that. You had penalties, a lot of penalties, missed field goals. Now, the positive person will say, hey, you know, Jameis Winston had a shot. The Bucks had an opportunity at the end. They, they got that touchdown with a couple minutes to go in the game, and they had one final possession after that. So that, that, that was not a bad game. I look at it different. I look at it different. I look at all the penalties and all the incomplete passes. I wanted more offense. I needed more offense. I really needed more offense. <laughs> Trust me. I desperately needed more offense. <laughs> all right, anyway, so here's the deal. Listen, uh, yeah, I was multitasking also. I was multitasking. I had a, a, a busy a busy day. Well, more on that later. Let's get to the question. Let's talk about this Patriot-Bucks game. Does this Thursday night game, does this Thursday night game end up saying more about the Patriots, that they're back defensively, even though the Bucks got a bunch of yards in the fourth quarter, or does it say more about the Buccaneers being unable for three quarters to effectively matriculate the ball down the field? Now, my answer, I'm going to go with Tampa on this. To me, it says more about Tampa. Now, my thoughts on the Buccaneers, overpraised, pretenders, you've got inconsistent, and I'm going to toss as a curveball Michelle Obama. How am I going to work Michelle Obama into this? I will explain. That's I'm going to pay this off here in a moment. Yeah, that's a surprise. That's a little plot twist. Uh, the first thing, though, we know the Bucks celebrated. They were the popular pick by popular people, the mainstream NFL media, all about Tampa, the football pundits. Laid it on thick. They were aroused by the level of offensive firepower that Buccaneers had put together with Deshaun Watson coming in. You add the fact that they were on hard knocks, getting the full NFL media treatment, the propaganda arm uh, of the NFL, laid it on thick. And so, obviously, they were overpraised. Now, does that mean that Tampa's a bad team? No, they're 2-2. Two and two. Certainly, they're not a great team, and they're just an average NFL team. After four games, they didn't play the first game because of the Hurricanes. But they're, they're just—it's not spectacular. This game against the Patriots, even though it was a short week, and you can make all kinds of excuses, this was a placement test, is what it was. New England, as we had talked about, we we mentioned the 456 yards they were allowing, almost 500 yards per game, an NFL high, and they had been slaughtered by everyone. Defensively, they couldn't stop anybody. Every quarterback had uh, dominated them. Short week, you, you figured little time for Bill Belichick to make any meaningful adjustments with personnel. And yet Tampa looked like they had taken some twi- uh, tranquilizers before the game, the way they started that the, the first three quarters of that game and, and until the fourth quarter. It's hard to do much. It's really difficult to do much of anything when you're playing in a trance-like state, and that's what the Bucks appeared to be doing. And, and it wasn't just them. Both teams were sloppy. The Patriots had dropped passes. They committed their, their share, more penalties. Tom Brady had some bad throws himself. Could Nick Folk have helped if he had not missed three field goals? Absolutely. And he'll be fired. 
right? He'll lose his job, but you shouldn't depend. I learned this from a former quarterback. I forget who. You should not depend on your idiot kicker to bail you out. I learned that from someone many years ago, and I feel like it's good advice. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. That way you don't depend on a soccer player to help you win the game. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. Now, Dirk Cutter, the coach for now of the Buccaneers, was noncommittal when asked about Nick Folk's future on the team. That is code for, he gone, as Hawk Carrollson would say. He is out of there. He is out of there. Now, Dirk Cutter was trying to put a positive body spray on this, this loss. Again, a loss we point out, the Patriots giving up almost 500 yards per game, first three quarters, pretty much nothing uh, of note against the Patriots' defense. But Dirk Cutter trying to be a positive coach, right? He's trying to find the positive. You win and lose it as, as a team. Really? But, uh, you know, the defense the defense did their fair share to get it done. Uh, they get that field goal at the end off an onside kick. They had the punt return that set up another score. So really just proud of the, proud of the way the defense uh, played. <laughs> Very proud. Yes, tremendous. The glass is half full. There might be a crack in it, but there's still a lot of water. Right? Still a lot of water. Again, that Bucks offense was going against a team that I don't believe will be compared to the 2000 Ravens or the mid-'80s Chicago Bears. I don't believe that's the case. I don't think that's going. Somewhere, Roberto Aguayo uh, is smiling. Uh, right? Uh, Aguayo, he's got a big smile on his face. I don't know where he is. He's not on an NFL roster, but he is very happy right now. He's like, hey, call me back. I'll come back. Holla back now. What has the sports world come to? We're talking about idiot kickers. I know. Yes, we are. Now, the second point here as we talk on Fox Sports Radio, famous Jameis Winston. Pretender, not a pretender. I'm going pretender. Because uh, when you, you hear Winston and you say, well, he's elite, you hear that conversation, Jameis Winston's elite. Am I missing something here? Now, I just recently got glasses. Maybe I need a, a new prescription for my glasses because I don't see that. I, what is, what, I, I know that, that he has some big games now and again, and he did finish, I believe, with 300 yards. It felt empty, though. Consistency matters, right? Famous Jameis is madly inconsistent. And I would like to quote now Michelle Obama's speech in reverse when it comes to Jameis Winston. When receivers go low, you throw high. When receivers go high, you throw low. That's how Jameis Winston plays quarterback. Rinse, wash, repeat, whatever you got to do. It does not matter that you have Deshaun Watson, Mike Evans, all these other guys. You can have Jerry Rice in his prime and Randy Moss. The timing, the synergy is not there on a regular basis. Now, it is sometimes. I mean, Winston can come back in the next game and light the world on fire. But you can't rely on him. You can't trust him. It's not like the Patriots were in his face all night. In fact, it's just the opposite. New England, they their pressure rate, according to the advanced statistical nerds that keep track of this stuff, they were putting pressure on the Buccaneers quarterback less than 15% of the time. All right, less than 15% of the time. So that means most of the, the snaps, when Winston was going back to throw, he did not have pressure. They defined pressure as a defender within two yards of the quarterback. And even with that, Winston in those spots is six times, two of six for 19 yards under pressure. So this entire team not ready for prime time. Again, supposed to be a high-powered offense. They've now lost to the Vikings backup quarterback 
and were contained by a Patriot defense that had the toughness uh, of Boston baked beans, right? Uh, the way they had been able to just stop no one, no one at all. So the, the final word here, I would, I, I would like to give a game ball to the officials. Because I think, I don't know about you, but when you want to pay attention to a Thursday night game, you want to see a combined 21 penalties and 178 penalty yards. God forbid, God forbid you let a few penalties go. No, no, no. I got to get some FaceTime. Got to get some FaceTime for the officials on television. It's embarrassing. And might I add unnecessary, would the game have been less enjoyable if a few penalties had been allowed? Would have been, I can't watch it because, you know, they're letting penalties go by. The Patriots themselves had 12 penalties for 108 yards. But the uh, the Buccaneers, though, they had the they had the big one. They had the big one. Down by nine. You saw it, right? Third and goal. And uh, Jameis Winston incomplete from the 13. Uh, they, it, was, it was a terrible penalty in that, uh, in that spot. He was scrambling. But an illegal use of hands penalty by one of their dopey offensive linemen there. And that, uh, that was a backbreaker of sorts. But they weren't going to win the game anyway. All right. So Ben Mather show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. What's up, hockey right, fan? Yeah. Well, listen, the season opens, Eddie. The curtain goes up on the NHL. And, yeah. I, and the Kings would not have won that game. We were hanging out together, me and Eddie bonding, at uh, the uh, the Staples Center in L.A. there watching some hockey. I was double dipping, though. Eddie. I, had the, I was listening to the uh, the football game. I understand. But, uh, yeah, nice. And uh, the Kings are back. They are back. They have just sent a message to the NFL, or the NHL, rather. Defense. The NFL. You know what? Yes. They sent a message to the NFL, too. I don't know if the NFL's listening, but they no. also did. John that. Stevens has the top winning percentage. He's in never Kings lost history. as Kings head coach. And uh, and I got to tell you, this Jonathan Quick, he's uh, he did not get hurt. Yes, yeah. made it through. So that's uh, not not bad. It is a Much great better. month, isn't it? Don't you love October? October is my good. favorite month. The weather love changes it. a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, gets a little, a little cooler. cooler. Big yeah. guys like us like a little cooler weather. Yeah, you've got your football, you got your hockey, and then you've got your postseason baseball. Love it, yeah. Good and, stuff. And uh, I got it. Very impressive, by the way. Also, you know, since we're talking hockey, I gotta say the Pittsburgh Penguins, the favorites to win the Stanley Cup by many. Very impressive performance there. Solid, solid, solid. You can you lose by nine goals at any moment, right? Yes. Could happen. That's quite a blowout. Yeah. That's <laughs> Just, uh, uh, hey. that's like that's like fifty to seven in football. Is that? Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not good, but the, not by good, the end no. of the year they'll be fine. It, they're oh, little, I don't think they start. will. I think they really. Should, I should. They should hit the panic button right now. They should absolutely hit the panic button. Sidney Crosby and send him no, down to the no. minors. He'll get hurt. They they all suck. Bill Kessel's fat again. They, you know I, I don't care. They're terrible. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox. How about that for some hot hockey talk? Oh, incendiary. Uh, they do to our spot, though. They put they put a new room up where we usually sit there, Eddie. They blocked off some of I, our space they, there. I know we had so much space before we could walk around. I, I and, feel I feel like my space has been invaded I here. I don't like it, but uh, no one else cares about it. I know. That. No one no no one needs to worry. Did about you it. have a cupcake, by the way? I did not. Oh, they were I did good. have a little brownie bite though. A brownie bite. They had these little brownie bite things. I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm trying to watch my calories, Eddie. Of so course. I figured I could eat 
like two or three brownie bites instead of one cupcake. <laughs> well, so I thought it was, they were like little brownie squares that they had there. Now, good, Ben, you said strategy. in your single days you would have put some of those in your bag, right? I would have. No, <laughs> in, in my, Danny, let me explain this. In my big eating days, I would have had four cupcakes and four to go. Okay? I would have had four cupcakes. And I would have had double-fisted the chocolate chip cookies. I would have done that as well. Uh, I would have that they have these big things of kettle corn. Uh, I would have eaten uh, half of the, the the thing of kettle corn. Yeah, I mean, I would have just gone for it. So I sat as far away as I could from the food just so I wouldn't be tempted to walk over and uh, partake. So if I'd sat closer, I would have just been putting my hand in the plate of food that was there and just eating. So yeah. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part, and I we are aware that the playoffs are underway. How about those Astros? Jose, 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 Jose. We'll get to that. It's on my list. It's on my list. On my list. The uh, Astros playing home run derby against the formerly great Chris Sale, who's no longer great. And someone let the Yankees know that they, they it was not a one-game postseason. That just because you beat up the Minnesota Twins does not mean that you've won everything. I know they celebrated very well. They had a great celebration. I'm, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. But you might want to follow that game up with you know, possibly – Staying off a breaking pitch low and away, maybe, against Trevor Bauer, possibly. I'm just throwing that out there. I know I'm not a baseball player, but I'm just just an idea. Just an idea from a voice in the night. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There he was, Jose Altuve, the size of a junior high school kid. Uh, and he goes up there and wallops, not one, not two, but three home runs. He doesn't swing like a runt. He does not. What's going on with him, by the way? He's a lot of home runs in, in recent years. Just really good bat speed. I'm sure that's uh, what's going on there. But he muscled up three times, and the Astros, the word for this is overwhelmed. They overwhelmed the Red Sox, and that is all good. But what is what is the thing we always talk about with these these stories with wins and losses, wins and losses, the better story is always in the losing locker room. Right? If you're a winner, if you're the, the winning side has a million people there uh, who want to want to take credit for it, want to celebrate it, but when you lose, you're by yourself, right? And so let's talk about the, the the Red Sox side of things here. And you know exactly where I'm going. If you saw this game, it was an afternoon game. It was on the MLB Network, uh, is is where it was. Bob Costas making a rare appearance. Uh, but Chris Sale, the jewel of the Red Sox rotation, not only was he a pitcher, he was lousy uh, in this particular game. And after pretty much playing in obscurity as far as postseason baseball with the White Sox, like never making the playoffs, Chris Sale finally getting an opportunity in October baseball, meaningful baseball, only to look like a glorified batting practice pitcher. How bad was it? When the damage was done, Chris Sale had allowed nine hits, seven earned runs, three home runs, and a partridge in a pear tree in five innings of work. Five innings. That works out to an earned run average of 12.6. I know it's only one start, small sample size, but let's have some conversation about this. Now, uh, we're going to play a word association game. All right, word association game. You ready for this? I'm not going to know your answer until you call in, but I'll go first. All right, Chris Sale's first career playoff start was blank. Fill in the blank. I've got Triple D. Now, what's Triple D? Triple D is disgusting, demoralizing, depressing. 
All three of those apply, but we'll call it Triple D. Call it Triple D. Now, a couple thoughts. Number one, it was clearly, from the Boston side of things, disgusting because you figured if you lose with Chris Sale on the mound, you're going to lose with him pitching a good game. You're going to lose because you don't have enough power. You're not going to lose because you have no chance. Chris Sale never gave Boston an opportunity in this game. Now, Houston was able to pounce all over him early, and they never let up. To the Astros' credit, they never let up. And after Justin Verlander went out there, he pitched a scoreless top of the first inning. The Astros then hit a, a pair. They slammed a pair of home runs. Alex Bergman and Jose Altuve hitting those home runs. And you can call it the curse of high expectations, but this was not part of the plan when the Boston Red Sox made the trade back in the day to get Chris Sale. He stumbled and bumbled his way through this start, just like he stumbled and bumbled his way at the end of the regular season. And for those that pay attention to the Red Sox, he was bad. And he, and, and you thought, well, the playoffs come around, the adrenaline of the postseason, that Chris Sale would have an awakening. No. The Astros' offense had an awakening in this game. So since August, Chris Sale has a 4-5 and five record and an earned run average of 4.69. But who cares about that? It's all about the playoffs, and he sucked. He was terrible. Now, the second thing here, the second thing, playoff starts like this are what? They are reputation building. You make a bad first impression, and it sticks to your ribs like a porterhouse steak. It will, it will follow you around. You're going to have to have two or three really good performances to overcome this. Chris Sale, to give you an idea, I, I know he's bad, and I'm piling on, I'm beating a dead horse, or in this case, a dead pitcher, but Chris Sale gave up six extra base hits one time in 180 career regular season starts. He gave up six, six extra base hits in his first postseason start. All right, Chris Sale, you stink, you're lousy. What do you have to say for yourself? Never really gave my team a chance to win. Put That's what a, I said. Put them in a hole early. Uh, you know, they fought back, and they fought back hard, and I gave it right back to them. So, um, you know, hey, it happens, obviously. Terrible time for it to happen, but, you know, take it off the chin. Come back tomorrow ready to rock. He also went on to say it's a bad time to suck, which is not, not incorrect. That's, uh, you know, accountability. Doesn't make you feel much better because he sucked, but if you're a Red Sox fan, at least he admitted the obvious, the elephant in the room here. Now, now Boston unloaded, unloaded several of their blue chip suspects, which I'm fine with. I have no problem with that. Some people say, oh, I can't believe the Red Sox gave up all this, and then Chris Sale uh, rewarded them with this type of postseason performance. Now, Chris Sale was leading the Cy Young race in the American League. He was leading the Cy Young race in the American League uh, for, a, uh, for a good stretch up until August when he fell apart. And, and for him to publicly defecate on the mound is absolutely demoralizing. It's absolutely demoralizing. This was a major letdown. But I, I'm not going to say that the Red Sox wouldn't have made the trade. I, I wish the Dodgers would have traded for Chris Sale. I'll still take Chris Sale right now. If the Red Sox want to trade him to the Dodgers, I would absolutely take Chris Sale. Uh, this was a buzzkill situation, and the reactionary media types, the reactionary types, are like, "Well, no, you shouldn't just have your number one starters. You can't, you can't trust them in the play." Really? I'll take my chance. Give me the top number one starters in baseball, 
and you can take the number two and number three starters. I'll take my chances with the number one starters. I will. Even Chris Sale here after that start. It, it was a buzzkill, but I'd still take him. Now, the last thing as far as the Red Sox and the Astros, you have short-term and long-term. You have short-term anger, and you have long-term ramifications. Chris Sale is 28 years old. He is going to be the number one starter at Fenway Park for the next two seasons. Is this wet-the-bed playoff start an aberration, or does Chris Sale pitch like David Price? Is he is a David Price follow-up? Let's hear from Terry Francona. Uh, Terry Fran or not Terry Fran? John Farrell. There's a Freudian slip. We'll hear from Terry Francona coming up. Uh, here's John Farrell uh, pointing out that uh, Chris Sale. Let's just say this was not a uh, Mona Lisa. At times, he would get a little flat. Uh, you know, you see where uh, he wasn't as downhill uh, with, with probably all three pitches at times. Uh, but then he would catch, uh, you know, he'd throw a good number of pitches where uh, it was typical of what the way Chris would deliver the pitch. But uh, I thought today, again, there was a couple times where things got flat uh, and they made him pay. But isn't that just describing bad athletic performance? The instability, the inconsistency, right? If you are those things, you're unreliable, you're not good. Right? You have to you have to be consistent. You can't go backwards and forwards, and that's exactly what Chris Sale did in this particular game. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, the other playoff game, we go from Houston, and we travel to Cleveland, where the Cleveland Indians took a can of whoop-ass and, and just slammed down the New York Yankees, bringing them back to earth, bringing them back to earth, in game one of the American League Divisional Series there. Uh, This was new contest as well when you talk about offensive baseball. Uh, The Yankees had none. Trevor Bauer made Terry Francona look like a really smart person because it could have been Corey Kluber in game one, and that wouldn't have been bad. No one would have complained if it had been Corey Kluber. No one would have said that's a bad decision. But instead, they go with Trevor Bauer, and now the Indians are looking about as sure a thing as you can possibly have if they weren't prior to this. Uh, and the, the knee-jerk reaction from the from the Indians and the Yankees game, a game won 4 to nothing by the Indians at Progressive Field. So we'll talk about this here. Now, the, the question on this one, how concerned should the New York Yankees be over their dormant offense getting shut out in a playoff game after hitting all those home runs and just destroying the Minnesota Twins pitching staff. I'll use the Maller scale of panic, 1 to 10, 10 being nuclear fallout. I'm going to put this at an 8.5. I'm going to put this at an 8.5. There's a couple things here. Mismatch, lightweights, lethargic, and deflating. And we'll lead off with the fact the hope was that the Yankees were going to do what? They were going to ride the confidence boost that they got from dismantling the Twins, and they would then get a jump on the Indians, the Indians that did not play the other night, that the Yankees would, that that confidence they got from winning that game, they would come back and steal game one. How did that go? (laughs) How did that go? Uh, That that vaunted Yankee offense, nowhere to be seen. Head-to-head, this series is what? It is a mismatch. The Indians are a better baseball team. 
Right? That doesn't mean that the Yankees are going to give up or should give up. But but you look at this. That's why the pinstripes are a long shot. They are a long shot. They have no shot if they can't get more competitive at bats. Forget about it. The Yankees' offense was limp. They were lethargic in this game. Cleveland, we know they're the more complete team. But the struggle is is real. The struggle is real for Joe Girardi here. It is, it's, it's a problem. It is a big problem because Trevor Bauer hypnotized and mesmerized the Yankee hitters. Uh, they were in a trance-like state. The Yankee offense, six and two-thirds, two-hit ball, had a no-hitter going for a while, one run, eight, uh, uh, no runs rather, no runs, eight strikeouts, eight strikeouts, and he even had some razzle-dazzle. Now, if you're watching this game, you saw a lollipop curveball against Aaron Judge that made him look like he should be back in the minor leagues. He's going to be the American League Rookie of the Year. Aaron Judge struck out four times. I feel like I have the scouting report on how to stop Aaron Judge. I know his kryptonite. I know his weakness. I know his Achilles heel, right? Low and away. Breaking balls, curve balls, low and away. Aaron Judge does not seem to know how to lay off those pitches or to hit those pitches. And I got to give the Indians advanced scouts credit because they not only not only Aaron Judge but Gary Sanchez, both those guys. I saw the stat going around. I think it's pretty impressive. Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez, 35 pitches against those guys, 21 of those pitches by Bauer, curveballs, 60%. Sanchez and Aaron Judge, 0 for 8 with five strikeouts, all on curveballs. It was a knee-buckling type of performance by Trevor Bauer, and the Yankee batters were 1 for 11 with four strikeouts against that curveball. Uncle Charlie was getting it done there. And it you know, made it seem like the the Yankees were a bunch of little leaguers out there. Now, speaking of little league, back in the day, I had a curveball that was wonderful. My curveball back in little league was marvelous. It was Trevor Bauer like, and uh, <laughs> I would mix in the Ephus pitch, uh, the knuckleball. I had all those pitches, right? I had all those pitches. But th- listen, the Yankees looked like a bunch of lightweights. They did. They absolutely looked like a bunch of lightweights. And, and furthermore. Now, they won't admit this, but the Yankees, they got to be suffering from anxiety and depression. Trevor Bauer is not the Indians' best pitcher. That would be Corey Kluber, who is now going to put the screws to the Bronx Bombers. Bauer isn't even the number two starter for Terry Francona. He's the number three starter. This is calculated misery is what it is for the Yankees. Now, maybe Kluber will suffer from a stomach ache, and he'll poop the bed in his start in game two. But I wouldn't bet on that. And if you get the regular season Corey Kluber, this is a deflating situation for the Yankees. It it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And Terry Francona looking like a genius. Terry, do a victory lap. Will you, Terry Francona, do a victory lap and tell everyone how smart you are for making that decision. I kind of live by uh, you, you do what you think is right and you answer the questions. And then in the morning, I don't run to see how I'm being perceived. Um, you have to have the confidence of what you're doing, and it's not always going to work. Um, you know, we can't win every game, but I was completely comfortable with with our decision to to do what we did for a number of reasons. Now it's awful nice when Trevor goes out and pitches like he does, but I wouldn't have felt any different if if they would have beat him. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. You think uh, Frank Connor right now? It's 
It's after four in the morning. You think he's eating ice cream right now? He might be. Yeah. Yeah. He, he loves he, popsicles and ice cream. Yeah. Late night popsicles and ice cream. He's very fond of them. Very good manager. But who uh, is it? Not the healthiest eater in the world, that's for sure. He likes peanut butter pretzels. He likes ice cream sundaes. These I like, are all, all, those, things, I like yeah, all those things, yeah, too, but he, yeah. he appears to like them. Uh, I don't know if he eats anything else. Uh, well, we don't hear the stories about uh, anything else. Like, I, I don't think he's eating a plate of broccoli. And he, I don't think so, yeah, no. He's eating like he's on the college diet, late night burger runs, you know, ice cream late at night. You've uh, always, eventually, it'll catch up with him, yeah, but for right now, he'll drop enjoy. Dead. He'll yeah, drop dead, sure. but what, you don't know, go out in a blaze of glory. I mean, all the days leading up to that day yeah, are good days. You're feeling pretty good. Yeah. You have ice cream sundaes and popsicles and all that. Now, I've heard he was a big tobacco guy back in the day. Chewing tobacco. And, yes, yeah, yeah. and he decided to quit, uh-huh. which is good, and that makes you healthy. But he kind of replaced that habit with the junk food habit. Yeah. And, he, you know, he just, that's now replacing it. So yeah. and that's why he's, he's trading one bad thing a, for another. He's been of. a regular uh, visitor at the Cleveland Clinic. He has, yes, yes unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so we wish him the uh, the best. But I like the fact that he's very open about the fact he'll he'll just go out and binge eat 17 popsicles at one time. He'll just, you know, that's cool. And that's a food you can binge eat, Eddie, popsicles, because. It's frozen yeah, uh, flavored water, right? Exactly. Right. Like, you can't really, like, I love, my one of my favorite desserts, Eddie, is a cookie ice cream sandwich. Like, two big chocolate chip cookies slapped between them. There's nothing nothing big, bad about that. Big, giant scoop of vanilla ice cream. Cookies! I love it. I think that's the perfect dessert. But you can't eat five or six of them. I mean, well, I could. Can, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not yeah, it's not no, advised, no. Not, uh, not, Plus, now, not, can, you, can you eat uh, something like that? When it's cold out, because yeah, oh, you I can, could. yeah, I can. That's the perfect. Because uh... I was thinking popsicles, you know, like on a hot day. Oh but yeah, don't they say nothing's like... better. But like when it's cold, I don't no, know that I want a popsicle. Don't, don't they tell you though? I, I there was a guy that worked for the Dodgers years ago, and they'd go on the road to like Cincinnati and St. Louis in the summer. It was really oppressively humid and stuff like that, and they would like advise the guys to drink coffee on a hot day. Very Ugh. odd. It was always odd to me. I, but, yeah. yeah. Why do you know why? Uh, I don't remember. He told me the story. I don't remember. Mm. I, th- I think it's, uh, well, I'm sure somebody knows. I don't remember, so I'd be lying. I could lie to you if you want. I could lie to you, but he told me the he, the, the players, they told him to drink hot hot liquids on hot days, which I thought, no, I'd, I'd be like you, Eddie. I'd want to eat popsicles. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. And it is that time again. Is, uh, we talked to Weed Man earlier. Weed Man Hippie. And even he was getting depressed with all this real world crap that's going on these days. And people protesting, shooting, threatening bombs. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, let's have some jokes. Right? Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. That's what we're going to do right now. It is a weekly staple. This is listener-generated content. I was very happy to see a lot of jokes that we like. There's someone that's our kind of personal punching bag, and uh, these guys came back hot and heavy, I believe because the Twins played a playoff game and he was on television. A lot of people saw him and had forgotten about him. You know who I'm talking about. I don't need to say his name. I hear his name a lot over the next uh, few minutes or so. Uh, Now, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week is comedy, and sometimes comedy kind of does a little tiptoe on on the line. Now, we want you to like the show. If you are very sensitive and delicate and you're easily triggered, we want you to still listen, but just not right now. 
Right, we don't want you to be offended in any way. And these jokes, maybe they're offended. If you're easily offended, they're not for you, right? Not for kids either. Why would a kid be listening to the radio? Look what time it is. It should be sleeping, locked in bed somewhere. All right, with that being said, batting leadoff on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week, we go to Dancing Man, Sirius Sean. All right, first of all, Hello, Ben, and all my friends in the studio. <laughs> They're not your friends. I'm your friend. They don't, they don't like you. I like you. Don't tell him that, Ben. He'll believe you. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right, it's I not true, Sean. Uh, maybe it is. <laughs> all right, what do you got for us, Sean? All right. What What did the skeleton drive to the hockey game? Oh, Eddie will like this. It's a hockey joke. What did the skeleton drive to the hockey game? A Zamboni. All right, thank you, Sean. All right, bye, guys. Bye-bye. Until next week. There he goes, serious, Sean. All right, Weedman, you want to be my laugh track, Weedman? I I don't get it. All right. All right. Sam Bone E. All right. Skeletons. All right. Eddie, I'll bounce the joke off you. You'll bounce it back to me, and I'll give you the punchline. And then uh, at that point, you'll hear this from Danny G., the gatekeeper of the laugh track if it's funny <laughs> if not you'll hear this Ooh. and if it could go either way then we'll play this meow <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah you're gonna do that to me <laughs> really oh wow and uh Coop's oh, we got, have a lot of those jokes hoops got his offensive jokes of the week here we go uh what do you get when oj shows up to your hotel room in the morning stepping out of a lincoln O.J. in the morning, stepping out of a Lincoln. Yeah. I don't know. What do you get? A free killer continental breakfast. <laughs> That's from Just Josh. When is the best time to go to the dentist? Uh, the best time to go to the dentist. I don't know, Ben. When is it? Tooth hurdy. Meow. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was from Anthony. Likely Anthony I sent that in. Did you hear about the old lady that fell in the well, Eddie? Uh, I did not hear about the old lady that fell in the well. She didn't see that well. Jason in Boston. Thank you, Jason. Well, Red Lobster announced this week that they sell close to 350 million Cheddar Bay biscuits each year, Eddie. It's a lot of biscuits. It's also Bartolo Colon's bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Those are pretty good biscuits. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you can buy them at Costco. I was just going to say, I, I bought a box and made them at home. I, I would be happy eating nothing but Cheddar Bay Biscuits uh, for like a week. I, I could eat. What are you, Terry Francona? Pretty much. Yeah. Yes, yes. How many of those things would you have to eat, the garlic deliciousness of those biscuits, before you got sick of them? There is a breaking point. Everyone's got a tipping point where you wouldn't be able to do it anymore. But how many would you have to go and eat? That'd be a, a if lot. If you eat them with salads, you could go for like two weeks. Man. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Coop's got his offensive jokes here. Uh, autopsy reports say that it took over four hours to declare Hugh Hefner dead, Eddie. Really? Why is that? Uh, Hefner's heart had stopped, but the Viagra was still working. <laughs> <laughs> Some Gordon in Tacoma. What you got, Koopa Loop? Anything to bat lead off here? Can we, can we not go with the obvious, though? Well, I'd hope he wouldn't do that. But well, the... all right. Go ahead. Oh, come on. Give me some credit, Eddie. I, I'm... Yeah, okay. he, he said he'd wait off. a couple of weeks. Oh, thank God. Yeah. 
I have some good ones, though. Okay. Uh, what's worse than waking up from a party with a drawing of a penis on your face? I don't, I don't know. Finding out it was traced. <laughs> who, who sent you that? <laughs> you, you? No, 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 that's a lie. Wow. That's a lie. That's a lie. Meow. That's a lie. That's a lie. You're a liar. You're a liar. All right, stop that. All right, uh, moving on. This is from uh, Adam the Lobster Man. Uh, Adam the Lobster Man. Bartolo Colon was spotted kneeling outside of McDonald's, Eddie. Really? He was taking a knee? Yeah. Wow, Bartolo. When asked what he was doing, he said that he wanted to pay his respects to the Big Macs that were about to pay the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. Weed <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, did you like that one, Weed? <laughs> That was from Adam. Adam, <laughs> Eddie, drives around at night all over New England delivering lobster. Wow. And he was, he's found our show, and he listens at night. Well, thank you and, for listening. Uh, we hel- he said he, we help him get through the night, which is pretty cool. Uh, Under Armour is going to start making shoes for old folks, Eddie. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the Del Curry 65. Huh. <laughs> from Adam. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Why is Bartolo Colon not a fan of Danica Patrick? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Why is uh, Bartolo not a fan of Danica? All those uh, T-bone accidents, Eddie. That's uh, <laughs> from Kurt from Earth. Uh, thank you for that, Kurt. Anything else, Coop? Do you want to uh, throw something out there right now? I don't know. Do you, do you guys think that I'll have any jokes about uh, the musical legend that passed away this week? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course you will, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you'd use them, but yeah. Nah, celebrity death jokes are just too petty. I love when he laughs at his own joke. Yeah. It's kind of like when Ben applauds himself. I don't applaud myself. Yeah, I don't, I'm too classy to do that. I'm a professional network radio personality. Why would I clap at my own jokes? That's, be- that's beneath me. All right, McDonald's, Eddie, is testing a vegan burger called the McVegan. <laughs> that's a joke, right? That's <laughs> no, not no, true. I'm not. That's a true story. Oh, God. Actually, it's ironic because they haven't had meat in their burgers in 20 years. <laughs> so that's a, <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. That's a, we love McDonald's. All right, we're kidding. All right. Uh, it's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Bartolo's taking a knee on that vegan <laughs> burger, too. <laughs> All right, that was from Mike. Thank you, Mike, for that. Uh, we'll pause for the cause. All right, we'll pause. Weed man, would you eat a vegan burger, weed man? Yeah. Oh, of yes, course you're a hippie. I will. All right, stop. All right, we'll have the big finish. These are pretty good. I like the good job by the jokes, uh, the jokesters this week. We'll have plenty more and Coop's even more offensive joke of the week. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller shows the best kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word of mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media. And help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's the director of Derelicts, Ben Maller. All right, back to it. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are listener-submitted jokes. And if you would like to send a joke in for next week's show, send it care of the Ben Maller Show, Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Ben Maller Show at gmail.com. And make sure you put jokes in the headline. Well, Dannon dropped Cam Newton as an endorser after he made a joke with a female reporter, Eddie. Yeah, the yogurt people say, uh, see ya. Yeah, it turns out they found out their yogurt has more culture. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, how do you wake up Lady Gaga? 
Uh, I don't know, Ben. How do you wake up Lady Gaga? Poker face. <laughs> Meow. It's from uh, Eek in Roseville. Moo. Minnesota. <laughs> Science- hey. Stop. Uh, scientists say we are now in a record-breaking era of monster hurricanes, Eddie. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't yeah. it? Don't worry, though. It's actually just J.J. Watt's new nickname, so it's okay. Ooh. All right, what you got, Coop? That's it. That's all I got. You got your out of material? All right. Well, well, I mean, I've, it's, I, I just, I got, you know, I got it's you. too I, bad. I understand. That's all I can air. All right. Uh, Kenny in Texas says, why will Bartolo Colon never be traded to the Chicago Cubs? Hmm. I don't know, Ben. Why will Bartolo Colon never be traded to the Chicago Cubs? Because then they'd have to play that song, The Chubby Cubby, again. Right. Uh, NBC is paying Megan Kelly $23 million to host a morning talk show that oh. no one is watching, Eddie. That's a bad job by them. He's being called the Pablo Sandoval of television. <laughs> Meow! <laughs> How many San Francisco 49er players does it take to unscrew a light bulb? Uh, I don't know, Ben. How many 49er players does it take to unscrew a light bulb? Uh, 23, but 30 if you want them to take a knee. I think that was from just Josh. I think that's what he uh, sent in. All right, uh, a couple more here. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Uh, why do mummies have trouble keeping friends? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why do mummies have trouble keeping friends? Because they're too wrapped up in themselves, Eddie. Mm. That was from the Sod Father, who's a big fan of yours, Eddie. Good. The Sod Father in Chicago. <laughs> that sounded like a serious Sean joke. That did sound like yeah. a serious Sean joke. All right, uh, why did the Coop Aloop invite a, constor- a contortionist to the party. Why did the Koopa Loop yeah. invite a contortionist to the party? I have no idea why he would do that. He knew, Eddie, he knew that she would show up double-jointed. Moo. That was from Just Josh. All right, here is the closer. You ready for the closer? Here we go. This comes from Adam. Big news. Bartolo Colon hmm. Is planning on playing hockey after he's done with is baseball. Is that right? Yes, Eddie. You should wow. be very excited. I am. Cologne is anticipating an NHL career. He says he's always loved icing. There it is! <laughs> Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. He loves the cake, too, but, you know, the icing. Yeah. Well, you can have the cake, but the icing. That really makes the cake. Wouldn't you agree? Like, the icing? Certainly. Uh, that's why cupcakes are so popular. It's not the cu- the cake part; it's the icing part of the, the thing that's so popular. Yeah, but my my wife will take off the frosting and like just eat the frosting. I'm like, that, really? That's not no. Don't do that. It's the combination of the cake and the frosting. Well, it is the combination. But if I had to choose, I give me a, you know those little cups of frosting they serve at the they sell at the store. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. I just eat the frosting. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. And now, it's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it! All right, Ryan is back. He's back again, our champ. An impressive performance last week. And hello, Ryan. Back to back to back to back to back. Hey, man, what's going on? Ryan, you, you ready to do this? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, tell the guy in Toronto who's not near Beaver Dam what you do for a living. Uh, tonight I'm driving Uber. Yeah? 
Anybody pulling up for an Uber right about now? Are you uh, you okay to play the game? Oh, I'm done for the night. Yeah, oh, you're done. Yeah. Any crazy people in your Uber? No, nothing. Nothing good to report. Okay. Can you make something up? No. Right. Uh, yeah, I had uh, Flexus from you know wherever with seven toes. She was wild. Eight Toes from Rochester. Eight Toes, yeah. yeah. The Eight Toe Drag Queen from Rochester, yeah. Brother. Although I haven't talked to Alexis in a while. Maybe it's down to Seven Toes. I don't know. <laughs> All right. A very good Ryan. You're our champ. You will go against. Let's see here. Who is Ryan going to go against? Let's try Will, who's in Southern California. Hello, Will. Hello. You ready to do this, Will? Yes, sir. All right, and Will, I would like you to tell the person listening in Grass Valley, California, also not near Beaver Dam, uh, w- what you do for a living. Uh, I work for UPS. UPS. What can Brown do for you? That's not their slogan anymore, though, right? They got rid of that? Didn't they get rid of that? Is something else? Yeah, I think they got rid of that. Yeah. All right, I'm stuck in the past. All right, well, very good. We have Will and Ryan. And let's get the game started, gentlemen. Is this from our buddy Anthony in Anaheim? No, it's not. Oh, oh from Coop. All right, from Coop. So he can't be a lifeline. Yeah, Anthony was complaining that we didn't give him credit the last couple weeks. So now I gave him credit, and he did not write the question. I should say that he one category he, is from He from inspired him. one category. All right, the categories are Alumni Association. That's category number one. Alumni Association. Category number two is Heroes. And category number three, rule of three, rule of three. Uh, and uh, Ryan, where do you want to go? Ryan. Uh, alumni Association. All right. I will name the athlete. You tell me the college that they went to. Do you understand? Everyone understand? Yes? Okay. Here we go. For $200, Michael Jordan. Ryan. Ryan. North Carolina. Correct. I name the athlete. You tell me the cause they went to. Michael Vick. Ryan. Ryan. Virginia Tech. Correct again. For $600. Sam Bradford. Ryan. Ryan. Oklahoma. Again. One after another, lining them up in a row. Will, can you test your buzzer, please? Will. All right, that's working. Your buzzer's a little weak, though. Can we get him a better buzzer? Can you yell your name, Will? Will. That's still weak. All right, uh, $800, $800. Jay Cutler. Ryan. Ryan. Vanderbilt. Strong. Man, all right, this is no fun if you're just going to answer all the – Will, you want to try to answer some of these, Will? I would love to. All right. (laughs) $1,000. I name the athlete. You tell me where they went to college, at least for a little bit. DeMar DeRozan. Ryan. Ryan. USC. Wow. Goodness. Okay. I smell a blowout. This will be a one-segment game. Can we get Cowboy on the phone right now? All right, here we go. Let's, uh, let's go to Heroes. Category number two, Heroes. Every team in this category left a professional sport to join uh, the the military at a time of war. So every every athlete, uh, there you go. All right, here we go. Two hundred dollars after getting drafted by the Cardinals in nineteen. 19- Ryan. Ryan. Pat Tillman. Correct. All right. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
It's like me just asking Ryan questions. That's pretty much what's going on right now. Are, are you okay, Will? Is everything all right with you? I'm good. I'm good. You sure? Yeah, I had to. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to pick on you, Will, but I mean, I, I like competition. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right. How do you think Ryan's doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. How do you think you're doing? Uh, he hasn't answered a question wrong yet. That's true. Do you like sports? I love sports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, let's keep let's just give him one, and, and uh, I feel like he's going to get this next one. Okay. No, I don't this think so. Don't All right. Again, heroes the category. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. You can play along with these games. God knows you're probably doing as at least as well as Will. Uh, here we go. Let's do it right now for four hundred dollars. This Hall of Famer put his career on hold in his prime so that he could serve his country. He is known best, though, for winning nine World Series. Ryan. Ryan. Yogi Berra. No! No, he got it wrong! He got it wrong! (laughs) And, And here we go, Will. I'll repeat the question. This Hall of Famer put his career on hold in his prime so that he could serve his country. He is known best for winning nine World Series titles and shacking up with Hollywood starlet Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh come on, Will. Come on. Derek Eaton. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, no, no, you didn't say that. Oh, my God, Will. Don't we know. He would have been with a corpse if that had been Derek Eaton. Oh, my God. Jeter is a pimp. Oh, my. What, did he go to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for a date? Uh, my God. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> not, not quite as bad as Carson Palmer, who uh, cut two people's heads off. This but might close. Be, this might but be close. worse, Eddie. Close. All right, that's it. I'm calling the game. I'm calling the game right now. Will Derek they, Jeter won nine World Series, will, too. That's will, 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 do you know who Marilyn Monroe is? You, you don't, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, who is... Who who is Marilyn Monroe? Who is Marilyn Monroe? What? What's that? She was an actress. I know that. Yeah. All right. And and like what? When do you think was her heyday, Marilyn Monroe? When do you think here? Oh, I had to be like the fifties. The nineteen. Oh yeah, it was the the nineteen fifties. Yeah. Uh, when do you think Marilyn Monroe died? When do you think she died? Just throw it out uh, there. Probably before Jeter, probably like the yeah. 80s, uh, uh, No, how about the 60s? How about 1962? <laughs> how about that? You like that? Uh, Derek Jeter was born in 1974. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Uh, well, Will, uh, thank you. You were so bad, you were good. Uh, you were so terrible, you were wonderful. And that will that will live on, Will, when you listen to the show. We will play that in a medley of sound bites to have fun. So I'll love it. Yeah. All right. He's, he's very happy. Will's very happy. He'll become famous because of that. And uh, thank you, Will. And R- Ryan, all you do is win, man. That's all you do. Another win for you and another golden ticket. Thanks, man. I'm going to go watch some Derek Jeter war videos. <laughs> I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden ticket. He's a fighter pilot, I believe, in well, World War II. Yeah, in, uh, in fairness to Will, I mean, Jeter did uh, pretty much sleep with everyone when he played for the Yankees, so I guess maybe he got bored and thought, uh, I'll do some other stuff. That's why he has all that hand yeah. sanitizer. <laughs> wow. right, uh, Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.